Should your BDR team prospect like real estate agents? <laughs> I believe sales development is about to be forced to make a massive shift in Australia and New Zealand. And despite real estate agents recently being voted as the least trustworthy profession in the country, I think we can take some learnings from their salespeople and adopt them to the 2024 version of B2B sales for sales and business development to fix part of that coming problem. So let's have a quick sit rep or um, situation report as might say. So email response rates right now and open rates are continuing to fall. So phone um, outreach works great if people pick up, but not all people do. And it feels like that number is only decreasing. The pick people that pick up is decreasing. Google and Microsoft um, are working very hard to stop mass email blasts. Um, so we're seeing less and less effectiveness there. And LinkedIn is awash with salesy and automated messaging. Facebook has been ruined for a while. Um, and most people prefer to do some sort of research before they engage with a sales professional. Now, you know, this was completely reasonable. Um, no one likes to feel like they're being sold to or manipulated into a meeting or a demo. So our natural response to any request, regardless of the channel that it comes to, is going to be a no. So this is all true. But ask yourself, do you think any of these scenarios will be reversed in 2024 or will they continue on their current course, their current uh, de course of decline? And I, will believe, I believe they will continue to decrease in effectiveness through 2024 and beyond. So then that means we have to ask ourselves, well, what is it that we can do and what should we be doing? So... The first thing that we can't do is increase the amount of outreach that we do. We're, we already have parallel dialers that allow us to call dozens of numbers at once, as well as sales engagement platforms that allow us to send thousands of emails every day. So increasing volume isn't going to work for us. So, you know, quick disclaimer, maybe that's a play for the larger countries. You know, if you've got hundreds of thousands of potential clients, but you know, for us in Australia and New Zealand, that's not a, a strategy that we can employ, employ here easily. So there's going to be several things that we need to change in relation to our, our approach to outbound in 2024 and beyond. Uh, and I can't possibly cover all of them here, but what I, one of the things that I do think that we'll see is a shift away from some of the more, you know, the traditional SDR roles, and those SDR roles will need to morph into, or should morph into, um, MDR type roles. So that's a more marketing focused role. So MDR is market development rep. And, you know, it's less about, those roles are less about getting the meeting at all costs. You know, that approach, you know, getting meetings quickly through an email chain or an email cadence or a, a series of telephone calls is what you'd consider to be the current SDR approach. So sales development rep. So my local real estate companies are really good. They're almost experts at what I think the MDR approach is going to need to take going forward for B2B companies that have complex sales. So there's two companies, two real estate companies in my particular local area that make an effort to call me every couple of months. And typically we have a two to five minute conversations. And you know, they usually start by sharing some information about the local market, some of the houses that sold recently, maybe one or two of the more interesting transactions. And then typically they share what they think's going on 
more broadly in the marketplace. So they talk about, you know, the predicted interest rate directions, whether it's going to go up and down, you know, what buyer demand is like, you know, sales volumes. Of course, they talk about housing valuations and any changing dynamics of the area that I would be unlikely to know about. And an example of that was during COVID, for example, we had a lot of expats coming back to our area. So people from that were living in the UK or, or in the USA, and they were buying very good houses um, sight unseen. And they were prepared to pay two to $300,000 more than the local buyers as they had good savings from making good money working in the UK or the USA. And they were typically, you know, finance types that were coming back to Sydney um, from those those, those other countries from New York or from London. And at the end of the call, you know, these, so that was a good insight, for example, that, you know, I wouldn't have known without talking to the real estate agents. And I think that's really important. At the end of the call, these real estate um, sellers would typically ask me about my short and long-term plans for buying, selling and investing. Right? Um, one in particular always offers a free market appraisal, which I usually don't take, and the other offers an invitation to any of their local houses, even if I'm just interested in having a look. And I think that's a really clever invitation. Um, I'm sure they then go and schedule in their CRM, you know, four months down the track, uh, another call, you know, another opportunity to give me a call, the next steps. Um, of course, I can't see that, but that's that's my assumption. Um and this is, a, this is a good strategy. So if you believe that only a small percentage of your market is in the market and ready to buy right now, and that's typical for most of us in the B2B space, then this is a really nice way to stay in contact with those who will talk to you so that when those buyers do move into that buying window, they'll be very um, likely to use, in, in this instance, one of the two real estate companies that call. Um, of course, they also use additional sales tactics to then get to those who don't answer their phone. So they send text messages with sales results, uh, open and, and text messages about open houses that are close by. You know, they do the typical letterbox drops that most real estate companies are known to do, etc. You know, but I think the things that B2B companies with complex sales cycles and high dollar value could take away from real estate salespeople is that they not only to prospect to people via different channels, you know, the channels that people are prepared to engage with, but they do so with the knowledge that people aren't going to decide to sell their house off the back of a random call. So when these people call me, they don't push for me to sell my house, right? And they don't expect that. So they know that they would need to make several phone calls. And most importantly, across those several phone calls, they need to bring real value to the conversation that I just can't find in the newspaper otherwise, or on the internet. Otherwise, I'd not be prepared to entertain a conversation. And I think this is where most B2B sellers who operate at the front of the funnel, so today's SDRs, BDRs, miss, miss the point. They're only looking to book a meeting and they fail to bring any insights to the conversation based on their experience or their lack of experience. You see, in many companies, SDRs and BDRs are at the very start of their corporate life and they don't have the experience or the expertise to share. So instead of having being able to have a conversation of value, they simply try to look to book the meeting or book the demo because that's all they really know. With most SDRs focusing on being promoted out of their roles in the next 12 months, they have little incentive to lay the groundwork for a sale that would likely take place outside of that time window, right? So if, if I'm talking to an SDR and um, they, they're hoping to be out of the role in 12 months, they're not interested if I'm interested in buying something in 18 months time. They'll hope that they'll be out of that role and that'll be somebody else's job.
right? And this is part of the damage that's been done to this to this um, sales industry, and particularly this front of funnel that's um, been done by the wide adoption of Aaron Ross's predictable revenue model. So it's a great model, but it's broken, and it needs to change. And you know the channels and the tools that we're using are forcing the change on us, and many people aren't changing. And there's going to be a real challenge for many people. There's there are many there are obvious um, there are obvious challenges for many people uh, in their outreach, but there's going to be challenges in people trying to adopt the real estate approach, the real estate sales approach to their business. So most real estate sellers have a more entrepreneurial approach to sales than most SDRs and BDRs that I see and and that I train. And they are real estate agents or real estate salespeople are much better paid. You know, they've got to pay for their Mercedes AMG 63 somehow. Um, little stab there at the real estate agents in my local area. So how can you afford to pay an MDR, right? So if we do go to this real estate MDR type of approach, how can you afford to pay an MDR $150,000 plus, right? That's going to drastically increase the cost of most businesses, cost of meeting acquisition, and then the cost of sale. Well, I'd argue that by the end of 2024, you're not going to have a choice because most of those channels that I spoke about earlier will be even less effective than they are today. So your options to go to market are going to be, you know, the senior MDR approach, what I've just explained, let's call it the real estate MDR approach. Maybe it's going to have to be something like that's self-serve, like product-led growth, if you've got a smaller lifetime value. Uh, the current SDR approach, you know, making phone calls and sending emails will remain an approach suitable for some, but I think that'll be a very small amount of the market. Or you could outsource to an agency so you're limiting your hard and soft costs. And maybe there's some other ways that you could do so as well. But they'll, look, I just do want to be clear, there'll still be a place for one call meetings booked and one call demos booked, but there'll be less and less applicable, particularly in the B2B space. So, you know, what do you do if your business needs to drive revenue more urgently? What do you do if you've got a lower priced offer? You know, so a lifetime value of $15,000 or less. So there's some things that you can do. And what I'm going to do is I'm planning on covering all these options in a lot more detail in our next LinkedIn event. So or our next webinar event, which is going to be on the 14th of November. So what I'd like you to do if you want to get the insights, you know, register um, to go across to Sales Development Australia to our, and you'll see out there on our LinkedIn page and you can see the event and you can register. And in that event, I'll be sharing what, what we're doing um, now to book meetings for complex B2B sales. And importantly, what we weren't doing six months ago, as well as what we're planning to be doing in 2024. Um, so, you know, get access to this. We're going to share some great stuff um, one of the ways that you should do, you should be th start thinking about is how can you move to that real estate model where you've got people making multiple outreach across a long period of time frame to build some rapport in the phone calls and build some um, rapport, bringing insights, um, you know, but how are you going to do that? All right. Now, if you've got a comment about adopting real estate sales approaches in B2B, I'd, I'd love to hear about it. In the meantime, I'm Mark McGuinness and thanks for listening.